We're off to that dairy powerhouse province, the Waikato, where, of course, if we get an El Nino drought, the price of milk goes up on the global stage. Dr Jacqueline Raworth, where's that El Nino drought? Well, we're looking at the horizon and wondering because there's more rain forecast this week coming up. There's quite a bit the following week. And we've already heard some of the pundits are saying, well, perhaps it's not coming after all. But they're not the meteorological pundits. They're the banking pundits. And really what we know is that 2013-14 drought, the whole global food price index, not just milk, food price index, went up 1% because of the drought in the Waikato and the effect on milk. So that was good for for prices for milk. And we'd love them to come up. We will see. Look, Jacqueline, I reckon we need to keep this El Nino drought rhetoric up because my little man sitting in the high rise in Beijing's monitoring everything that's said or written in the New Zealand media. We need to say we're headed for a screamer of a drought because it's obviously helping milk prices. Well, yes, and we want them to keep going up. And what we know is that milk is a very, very good food. People can get their essential amino acids there and their calcium, their vitamins. So... Uh, global milk consumption going up would be a good idea, at least in some countries. And China is one of those countries. How are you getting on on, on, on the farm? Because you're, you're also farming in the Waikato yep. region. Uh, you know, getting your silage off and getting your maize into yep. the ground if it's a bit wet. Well, yeah. So the second lot of silage was down over the weekend and we had 23.5 millimetres of rain, only 0.4 of which was actually forecast. So that was a bit of a bugger. Well, it's uh, done now. It looks like good quality, even because even despite the rain. And now the cultivation, well, cultivation's already underway. So, so all over the Waikato, people are desperately trying to get the crops in, but the soil temperatures have only just, in the last 10 days, started to come up. So from that point of view, we're not late with getting the maize in. I just want to finish on your fortnightly column you're kind enough to write for us. It's on our website, thecountry.co.nz. I enjoyed uh, this fortnightly offering because you were channeling Sir Humphrey Appleby from Yes Minister. And this is all around what's going to happen to the public service in this country. And and uh, you were saying uh, Sir Humphrey was outwardly deferential towards his new minister, but is prepared to defend the status quo at all costs. Yeah. Increased staff numbers and budgets uh, and increased budgets are viewed as a success. And that's what our public service has been like in the last six years. There's certainly been an escalation of people employed, some on private contract, if they haven't maintained their employment or Remember, there was a, uh, a wage freeze, a salary freeze, so there was this sort of Clayton freeze that they said, right, I'm off, and then they got hired back on terms of a private contract. So there's been a huge proliferation in Wellington and lots of good people trying to do good work, but actually... What we really need is people to be able to do good work on the farm. And sometimes the public service, when they then start advising a new minister, that's the outwardly deferential, but they want to keep all their people and all their money for what they've always done. So what they know is secure. We don't know the new ministers, that's less secure. And we know the troubles that uh, Humphrey Appleby and Jim Hackett went to to work out what to do for the future.
Hey, yeah, one more final comment. You and I were discussing this in the commercial break. And the people I feel most sorry in this country are the people I call the working poor. These might be people working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, maybe two or three jobs to yeah. feed and clothe their families. And there's, yeah. there's got to be a bigger gap between working, like those people do, the working poor, yeah. and those who sit at home and do nothing because it's more economically probably viable for them to do so. It is sometimes seems easier to be on the benefit than to actually work. And we've got a problem in this country increasingly, and I see it in the rural districts, of people saying, well, actually, turning up to work and earning, as it were, $35 an hour, it, I might as well just be home on, on the equivalent of $40 an hour on the benefit. That's if you've got apparently four um, dependent children. And I think that's really sad because it then doesn't create the right ethic, the right discipline for the next generation. So how do we fix that? Well, we hope whatever the new government is, and it's looking blue at the moment, but who with, we don't know, whatever the new government is needs to put the pride back into having an actual job. We need the ambulance at the top of the cliff. Yep. Education. Well, yes. Education, Jacqueline. Yes, hey. Absolutely. Yep. I'm with you on that. Absolutely okay. education. Gotta go. Thanks for your time as Thanks always. A lot. Bye.